Well, good morning, people of God. It is so wonderful to be with you today, to be able to share good news of what our Lord is doing and to, uh, to give you the update. Um, we want to thank you for your partnership in ministry. Um, let me just begin by reading God's word. Reading this morning from Acts chapter 14, verses 21 through 27. Maybe I should give you the context. Paul has just been beaten. He's uh, been believed to be dead, but the disciples were standing around him, and suddenly he stood up, and he went up and went into the city and kept doing it again. And Paul is a model for ministry because as he went out doing missionary journeys, he always came back to give a report. So listen now. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. After going through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From Italia, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. And on arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. This is the word of God for the people of God. We thank you for your warm welcome. And as I said to Mike when we came in today, we can tell when churches are praying. We thank you for your prayers because God is opening a door to the Thai people. Mike and I have been serving in Thailand. We're finishing our 13th year. I want you to know that when you are supporting Thailand Methodist Mission, you are supporting a faith-based ministry. And you are supporting one that is serving in a 1040 nation. Now, as you exit, many of you will grab a prayer card, and we want to encourage you to read that so you learn more about 1040 nations and what that means. If you can turn that slide there. When Mike and I were sent to Thailand, we were sent as the first United Methodist clergy to plant the first United Methodist churches in that nation. We continue to plant churches, and Mike will give you an update about that part of our work. But what I am here to share with you is an update about the Blessing Home Ministry and the uh, Abundant Life Financial Training Program, ministries that emerged out of the needs that were visible as churches were being planted. The children that you see here are children from the Blessing Home Center. This is actually from our very first center located in Pattaya. If you don't know anything about Thailand and about Pattaya, I'll just give you the summary. Pattaya is the epicenter of the, of the sex trade in Southeast Asia. And um, not only are women vulnerable, but children, and not only girls, but boys as well. 
When we started the Blessing Home Center, it was at the invitation of Pastor Banya of Life Center United Methodist Church. He asked us to go door to door in for the slum communities and to meet the people in their homes. As we were there, something, something struck us. There was not a single shanty or shack that we went to that wasn't impacted directly either by the sex or drug trafficking trades. We went home and we had sleepless night. We had no budget money, but Pastor Banya had said, is there anything that the United Methodist Church can do to help? Our kids at the time were grown, and uh, our daughter-in-law was also in Thailand, and a young man who uh, had lived with us in E-Town, and they were all teaching. So we asked them, would you pool together your tithe money and help us to start something? We started with, with 10 kids. And we now have four centers, four locations in Thailand. Our goal is not to keep the kids in an orphanage setting, but to keep them in their household if they can be kept safely. We want to get the kids in school and keep them in school through 12th grade graduation. Children have to pay school fees. They need uniforms. They need transportation, food. Um, anything that is really needed to help that child stay in school and be safe. We've been blessed with missionaries who've come to serve with us. Again, it is God who's opened the doors, and we give him praise. Because when missionaries are on site at Blessing Home Centers, there's additional tutoring that happens. The gospel is preached and teached regularly. The children are coming to know Jesus, and we're seeing guardians and family members come to know the Lord as well. We're seeing the light of Jesus Christ transforming. We save this picture and we share this today because it gives us hope and encouragement. We want all children to be safe. They should all be filled with joy and happiness. And, and um, this one just gives us hope. This here, Angie, we ask you to remember her in prayer. Angie was actually born in Pattaya. Uh, her mother is Thai and her dad was a foreigner and together they were operating what's called a beer bar, which is a brothel. Um, eventually her dad was thrown out of the country, not because of the business he was running. Angie's mom eventually also ended up going and moving to the Da Praia community. It's right on the border of Cambodia. And as I said in an earlier service, if you have a strong arm, a strong pitching arm, you throw a rock, you can hit that border, you can hit over the border where landmines still exist from the Vietnam War. Angie is there with her mom today. Angie's mom has not yet come to know Jesus, but we're praying that happens. Because anytime Angie's dad does call, when a call gets through, her mom will say to him, if you don't send money, I'm gonna send Angie to Patia to work. Now, what is a 12-year-old going to do to earn money in that city? We are thankful that there are people there, people who know Jesus Christ, who are providing monitoring, who are giving extra encouragement, and that Angie is able to go to school and stay in school. Because kids that make it through school, they have a chance. But we ask you to keep her in prayer. Matthew 18, Jesus had taken a child to himself, and as he was talking to the disciples and those around him, he said, whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. 
If you're ever wondering if it makes a difference, it does. He goes on to say in verse 14, what, what I don't know if everyone's caught, but it says, in just the same way, it is not the will of your heavenly Father that one of these little ones be lost. Today, there are many, many children who need the ministries of Blessing Home. And we thank you as a congregation and those of you who are praying and supporting because you are making an incredible difference in these kids' lives. Dee and Dow, now these, you look at them and you go, now those, those don't look like they're at-risk kids, but I want you to understand, risk could come to children in, in different ways. These two kids, they were part of the very first church that we helped to plant in the city of Bawin. It's a large industrial city. Many times people come from other provinces to work there, and if there's a Christian there who reaches out and shares the love of Jesus, that's how they'll come to know the Savior. Now, many times they go back to their province later, and many times there's not a church there. And that's why we do the church planting that Mike will share with you about. But these two kids, their parents had come to know the Lord. And then a tragedy happened. There was a motorcycle accident, and their mom was killed instantly. Their dad, he, he lived for a short time, but he too died. Now, let me ask you. If you were Dee and Dao's auntie and uncle, uh, or if you were their grandparents, and you know, you knew that your nephews or your grandsons had just lost their parents, what would be your first reaction? You'd go get those kids, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You would open your doors and you'd find a place to fit them in. Even if you didn't have room, you would do it because they're yours. Well, Dee and Dow, their family, extended family members, nobody would take them. You see, they didn't look at them through the eyes of a Christian who knows to, to reach out and to, to provide that kind of care that, that God calls us to love the orphan and the widow. Instead, they looked at those kids and they saw them through the eyes of a Buddhist philosophy that said, you know, if, if you're going through suffering, if you've got something bad going on in your life, you must have done something bad in a previous life. They'd be looking at those kids and going, man, they have bad karma. Don't, don't want to bring that into our home. The pastors at Bawin contacted us. Is there any help available? Praise God. Praise God, because, again, because of people like you, Dee and Dow today receive Christian foster care that TMM provides. We're just a link in a chain but we're helping be a witness for Jesus Christ that these children would be safe. Some of our, some of our kids, um, our goal is to get them through 12th grade, and um, you need to understand, like, in a survey that was done of 100 women that were working in prostitution in Patea, there wasn't a single one of them that had gone past ninth grade. You see, education is really important they need to be able to graduate from 12th grade, and that's our goal. But there are some that have received special scholarships because funds had been given to a leadership development fund. And Geek is one of those. You see her, you see her here, and that's her graduation. She, she got her associate's degree in hospitality. During the time that she was a student, she was also working at the Patea Blessing Home, 
helping with the kids. And then afterwards, she continues to stay. She's working in her field. And now she, she's not only a strong member in the church, but she helps her family back home by sending money regularly to help support them. And I want you to know her family's incredibly proud of her and grateful. And they're proud of the money that she sends back because it's clean money. We give praise to God. Bo is a young lady from our second blessing home, um, blessing home uh, Isan. And Bo comes from a family of uh, a father and mother, uh, an older sister with schizophrenia, and a niece. They all live in a 12 by 8 little tiny place. Dad, he took a fall doing construction work, and he broke both his hips. Yeah, they, he was given a catheter and sent home. Praise God we had a missionary on site, Carol, a therapist, who helped the family help him figure out how to, you know, help him to make those transitions and, and just help him to survive. When doctors saw that he was still alive, he was given surgery. And today, if you go to that blessing home and church location, because we do it together, you will meet, his, you will meet Bo's dad. And he's a man who walks with just incredible confidence and, and just incredible trust in Jesus Christ. He's a man who has been remade. What's really a, an additional wonderful blessing is that Bo, we realized that this family needed extra help. So Bo was one of those recipients of a special scholarship. And you see her on the, on the left, she's um, holding a, her thesis because she finished nursing school. You can all celebrate. You can all say, thank you, God, and, and thank you, because together you helped to make this happen. On the right, you see a picture of her. She's on break, and she's wearing her nursing uniform, and she just sent her a, a picture during her lunch hour. So we just give praise to God, because she can not only help her family through her finances now, but she's a witness in the whole community. This is what Jesus can do. And she's a witness to, she's a testimony to those young people in her community that God has a future for them in mind, a good future, a future and a hope. Now I'm going to ask you all to read with me Matthew 11, 28 and 29. We're going to read aloud together. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. Our Thai brothers and sisters, some of them are pretty tired, and they're incredibly encouraged when they receive this word. They know the peace of Jesus Christ. Some of our farmers there in Thailand, when we first, actually when we first went to Thailand, 58% of the farmers owned their own land. Two years ago, that rate had dropped down to 15%. You hear that drop? It's big. And a lot of them are really tired. We had a drought. There was predatory lending. And suddenly, they were just signing their property over just to survive. But notice God's word, learn from me. That's what we, we realized, that Jesus, that God's word had wisdom for people with finances and, and learning from God's word how to get out of debt, how to develop an emergency fund, um, how to do uh, budgeting. Some of that stuff is pretty complex, and it's awfully hard when, you, when your income is this much, and some days you make money and some days you don't. 
So we began to establish savings groups in the churches. Each week, if you can turn, each week members would get together, study a biblically-based lesson, and, be, and they would make deposits, save money together, and establish that, nurse, establish that emergency fund. On the right, you see Pastor Somsi. She's showing you her credit cards. Each week, she'd send us a, an app. Which, you know, she'd use Line. That's the app we use in Thailand. She'd send us a message, and it would be a, a credit card being cut after she'd paid it off. Uh, the message in Thai, I don't think you can read that, but uh, the one in English by her daughter, you might. And it just says simply, thank you for teaching us a new way. If you think that um, pastors in the U.S. don't want to talk about money in churches, I'll tell you in Thailand, they really don't want to talk about it. So it's really important to be able to bring biblical truth into people's lives so that they can, so they can flourish. Just another group. Here's May, a young woman. I'll tell you, this girl had a hard life. And she was, she was young, I'll tell you. She had it rough. But God rescued this girl from a terrible situation. A Christian family took her in. She came to know Jesus. And here you see her giving a testimony one day. She'd been participating in the savings group. And she made the commitment to get out of debt and to never go back. And so what you see there is she's cutting her cash card. In Thailand, so many people have cash cards, 28% interest cash cards. And they always have that, you know, if you pay it down a little bit, they, they give you a letter saying what a great customer you are and they'll raise your limit. But May had been taking God's word to heart that God doesn't want us to live in bondage and not in, live in debt. And she made the commitment to get out and to do finances God's way. On that day when she cut the card, she said, I'm not keeping this in my purse anymore just in case there's an emergency. I'm using this emergency fund, we're working it, and we're trusting God. So we just give thanks for what God is doing. He is opening the door. Mike's going to share with you, but as, before, before he transitions over here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be giving this pad to the choir, and I have two more, and I'm going to take them to the center and ask those of you who are willing to join us as prayer partners and would be willing to receive a once-a-month update so you can know how to pray, what to pray for, if you just sign up. If you don't get email but you're willing to pray, sign your name as well. When the clipboards get to the back, please bring them to the other ends. Thank you. Many times people will ask us, about our story about how we got called to be missionaries in Thailand because that doesn't happen every day, does it? That's pretty weird. Uh, but that's a long story, and I'm just going to cut to the chase. You know, God called us to shine the light of Jesus where it's darkest, to serve where the need was the greatest. And, you know, Sherry and I, we, we love serving as, uh, as Methodist pastors here in Kentucky for 14 years, loved our people, loved the churches, loved what we did, but God did not call us to serve as pastors in the Bible Belt. God called us to plant churches where there are none, to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, where people have not heard. And so when we read about the call of the Apostle Paul uh, to, to plant churches in unreached areas, it just resonated in our hearts. I'd love to read to you that call from Romans 15. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who are not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. 
And so that, that's been our call is to, is to preach the gospel where, where, it's, uh, where it's needed the most. And, and in Thailand, there's many people who need Jesus. There are 69 million people, and only 1% of the population is Christian, 94% is Buddhist, and 5% is Muslim. And, and you go, why, why would the Christian population be so low? And it's because uh, most of that nation has no Christian churches of, at all. All the white areas that you see up on that map up there are counties in Thailand that don't have a single Christian church. And so the people that live in those counties have no chance to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And so through the Pioneer Pasture Program, we plant churches in those places that don't have any. And I just want to thank you. You know, we, 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 you are the powerhouse of the mission. You pray for us. You support the mission financially. We are, Sherry and I, we're just small links in the chain, and you're the first link to, to make that happen. And because of your prayers, because of, because of your generosity, you have helped to plant 37 churches in 37 counties that never had a Christian church before. And people's lives are being transformed by Jesus Christ. And every month, every month we have pastors contacting us, inviting us to come and baptize new believers in Jesus Christ. And, you know, these pastors are the real heroes of the Pioneer Pastor Program, ones like Pastor Santi of the Patiakai United Methodist Church. You know, the Aka people are hill tribe people. They have their own language, the Aka language, totally unrelated to Thai language at all. This Aka church that he pastors, the next closest Aka church to it would be about a four-hour drive away. Now, I said four-hour drive. Only two families out of all that go to that church even have a vehicle. And what that means is that if that church wasn't there, there would, those Akai people in that region would not be reached for Jesus Christ. And so this church is critically important. Pastor Santi does not receive a salary from his church. The Akai people are the poorest of the poor there. It, it takes all of their giving power just to be able to pay rent because rent, everything's expensive in Patea, to pay rent on a building that can hold them for worship on Sunday morning. And so he sells shirts and other stuff to tourists there in Patea at his shop to support himself. But after he pays rent, which is very expensive, he just has just enough money to survive and pay for his own food and to send a little bit of money back home to his wife and children who can't live with him because he doesn't make enough money to have him live in the expensive city of Patea with him. His wife and children live a 16-hour bus drive away. He gets to see them two weeks out of the year. When I think of his sacrifice, I think of our men and women in military service who we are so grateful for their service because they keep us free. And in the same way, we are very grateful for the service of some of our pioneer pastors like this that make this deep sacrifice. Why would someone sacrifice like this? I'll tell you why. Because if Pastor Santi wasn't at that church, no one would be at that church. And if, and if he wasn't at that church, that church would, would not exist, and his own people would not be reached for Jesus Christ. And so... Uh, that type of dedication is just an inspiration for us. We want to praise God for, the, uh, for your prayers and for your giving that's allowed Global Theological Institute 
to, uh, to have been going on now. I have it the wrong here. It should be seven years now. We have 76 graduates earning their Bachelor and Master of Ministry degrees, serving all over Thailand. Next October, this October, we have another graduation ceremony. And most of our graduates didn't have to study on campus. They did it through distance learning. Praise God, now we have computers and technology. We don't have to have people uh, throw away their church and their business to come and get their Bible college education. They can do it from at home. Because most of our pioneer pastors are lay people just like you who love the Lord Jesus Christ with all their hearts. The only difference between you and our pioneer pastors is most of these pioneer pastors are the, they started out as the only Christian, Christians, Christian family in their whole county. In many cases, the only Christians within an 80, 90 mile radius. And, and in many cases, they have contacted us, go, Pastor Mike, Pastor Sherry, we hear that you help to plant churches in unreached parts of Thailand. We tell them, yeah, that's what we do. They go, great, we would love for you to send a pastor here to plant a church in our county because we don't have a church in our county here. And, you know, and that's not how we do, we don't send pastors. Instead, 